In Between Sundays, episode 16. You're listening to In Between Sundays, where we give you the essentials to live in the world outside of church. From your first job after college to becoming the CEO, this is a podcast for the other six days of the week. Welcome to In Between Sundays. Sorry, I thought I was going to start oh, and you jumped in. That's great. Oh. Okay. All right, let's try it again. Ready? Go. Welcome to In Between Sundays. Wow, that is like you are so much more excited than I am. Now that I'm not excited, I'm very excited. You know um, why I'm excited tonight? Why? We have an awesome show ahead of us. We do. I feel like we're, we're it's like Conan O'Brien when he used to be just on his uh, late night show. He used to be like, today's a great show. Tonight's a great show. Every night's a great show. It's always the same thing. But really, for our show... I, I mean, just ran my fingers through my ridiculously big lock of hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight is a great show. Um, and tonight we have uh, some more What's My Lines. And we actually had the, we have to do one that we missed to fit in last episode, episode 15. That's right. You'll hear it in a second. And uh, well, we also have the second part of our interview with Father Tom Tank. And if you thought he hit it out of the park last week, this week he hits it so far out of the park, he puts a dent in the car that parked the, like as far away as it could so it wouldn't get hit yeah. by the ball. And then that, that person needs to go to confession. That's how he like tagged. He's like, yeah, you, the person he I hit the, broke yeah, the windshield. Exactly. He actually, he hit, the, he hit the ball so far that it came all the yes. way down to Kansas City from Chicago. So his interview is on the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and this, this second part kind of bookends it and uh, will give you some warm, fuzzy feelings, and then uh, you guys can get your, get your behind over to the church to uh, get some Sacrament <laughs> of Confession action going on. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't even. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Sorry. I'm at. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Okay. Um, so and um, then uh, lastly, we're looking ahead. Uh, we have a great interview coming up uh, with Mike Needleman for a. a yeah, you, you will have Pick a little God. bit of a preview of that. Yes. So, um, so what's going on? Not too much. Actually, I do have a couple of things I, I should tell you. Um, I was watching the Food Network as they do quite often. Um, which, which, by the way, Father Leo is on tonight. Is on, he? on Throwdown with Bobby Flay. Really? We need to there's record gonna, there's that. There's a replay tonight at midnight, so I'm going to see if I can check that. Awesome. Actually, that's check awesome it. because um, the other thing I was going to tell you about, and this is really funny, actually. Uh, my friends are doing a fantasy football league, and I know nothing about football. <laughs> I mean, I know how to shoot football, you know, for my job. I shoot football in sports. I know how to throw a football there and you make go. it wobble in but, the air. But as far as, like, players and stuff, I know nothing. So all week I've been, like, looking up... Who should I draft for fantasy football? Last year, they, they or it was two years ago, they did a baseball one. And I know a decent amount of baseball, but yeah. it was really just because they needed an extra player. I didn't check it all year round. Apparently, one of my friends was trying to make a trade like all year. He uh-huh. got in like ninth place and I got third, just like not even touching it. There was, there was this, there's this great story in the monastery, by the way, um, when I was there, that, that Brother Lawrence, who like super intelligent, smart guy, knows absolutely nothing about sports at all was challenged uh-huh. to be part of a uh fantasy football league oh, i hope he won and they, they they put him in there thinking like you know he'll pick like all these like people he doesn't know anything about and we'll all get like it'll be an easy win so he he st- they do the draft and he has it like auto draft for him doesn't touch it the entire season and he ends up coming in first place at the end of the season and he won the fantasy football league just for signing up 
That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was playing against some serious competitive monks who they were like, they were so ridiculously angry with, about that. It was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I figured I'd let you guys know how my team progresses. Would you like to know my team name? It's the. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that was I supposed to answer yes, yes to that? Yes. That's no. Yes. I, I would no. But you're going to tell me anyway. Yes, I am. My my team name is the South Scranton Plastered Penguins. So, uh, like Plaster of Paris. Not exactly. Okay. Actually, the, the the team logo is like a little a little uh, penguin holding uh, a can of beer. <laughs> oh jeez. Um anyway, uh so that's my football team so I'll let you guys know how good they're doing. Lastly, um I've talked about Food Network and we talked um I guess Father Leo's going to be on uh tonight, but I was watching the show Unwrapped and they were talking about pretzels. And this is very interesting. In 610 AD, if you don't know the history of pretzels, it actually came from an Italian monk who invented pretzels to give rewards for children who learn their prayers. Oh, cool. Isn't that awesome? So that's the history of pretzels. That's the history of pretzels. And they actually, uh, from this, uh, the little strips of dough, and he folded them to resemble arms crossing a chest called pretiola, which oh. means little rewards. So that's all I got. That's what's going on with me. Cool. So um, from now on, when people call and we give them a prize, we'll send them a pretzel in the mail. And it'll be a little reward. And then when it gets there, <laughs> it'll be like dust. <laughs> And Either that or have mold on it. And and we'll include a little note in there that says, from dust to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, your pretzel is your reward. Klaatu, Mirada, Okay, then. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. This is What's My Line, where you call in and give us words or phrases, and we have to fit them into our show. We'll choose one or two every show, and if we choose yours, you'll win a prize. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Oh, it looks good on you, though. Okay, so uh, we actually have a, a line that we missed last week. And that was uh, Dr. Bilbo Laughs. Oh, we no, got it in. No, no. no, we can't count that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dr. Bilbo Laughs from, from, from Catholic Foodie, Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie. The com. Catholic Foodie. And we have another one that we're going to try and fit into and the I, show. This is my favorite one. This week. Hello, Padley Brothers. This is Richard Romero calling you from the airport in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. I was calling to give you a phrase to use at some time during your broadcast, hopefully not within the last three minutes, <laughs> and that is, it's the Vatican, not the Vatican. Ooh, that's a good one. Love your podcast, guys. You're doing a great job. Talk to you later. Bye. I okay, like that. so Vatican, not the Vatican. It's the Vatican. Yeah, I think laughs. you have to do it exactly how he said it. It's the Vatican, not the Vatican. Good evening. Here is the news for Paris. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Pay attention to me, boy. I'm not just talking to hear my head roar. You guys, you guys, great news. Rudolph, Santa Claus is coming to town, the little drummer boy, they're all on TV this week. 
Okay, a couple of really cool things in the news. Um, first off, uh, Benedict the Sixteenth. I think he's going through like the countries he's going to, and he's like, "Hey, let's go on another trip." Czech. Get it? Because yeah. he's going to the Czech Republic. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> all right, all right. It was my own. It, it was. It was. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's going to. Uh, hold uh, on. Doctor Bilbo did not laugh on that one. The, although Doctor Bilbo laughs sometimes, but not on that one. That was a bad joke. And that was an awful. You shouldn't have given me a ding on that one. That should have been a. There we go. No. Um. Actually, you know what? He's probably like, you know, it's the Vatican, not the Vatican. We can go to the Czech Republic. Ah. Nice. The Vatican. I want to try to fit those in more. I, I feel like we actually. Cheap I them. thought that was a pretty good. That one. was good. That was good. So he's going to the Czech Republic. We'll get Doctor Bill will ask later. Anyway, he's going to Czech Republic. He's going to a number of cities that I cannot pronounce. Prague is not one of them. But then he's going to <laughs> Bruno. I think is how you pronounce it. Staroboslav. Stara Boleslav. I'm sorry. There's probably some Czech people who Someone are listening to is us. Chastising us right now. They're yelling please, at their iPod. Please call in computer. and tell us how we pronounce these. Because like Bruno, it's spelled B-R-N-O, and so there's it's like three consonants that don't go together, and then a vowel, and I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyway, he's going to commemorate a celebration of the patron of the country, which is. Saint Vin or Win Winceslas. Winceslas. You know who that is? I have no idea. There's who a that Christmas is. song written about him. Really? Saint Winceslas looked up. You know? Okay. Well, I'll, we'll have to look that up. Uh, come or Christmas time, we're gonna have to. Yeah, well, we we should get Paul Camerata to call us in about that from the Saint Cast. Uh, anyway, but if you want to know a little bit more about the Czech Republic, um, what's interesting about it is it's only 27 percent Catholic, and Father Roderick just went on vacation there. So, um, apparently the Pope is following in Father Roderick's footsteps. And, uh, I'm Father sure Roderick, that's exactly what I, it is. Hey, Vatican, but not the Vatican, but, um... <laughs> You're um, awful. Okay, anyway, so... Uh, so, so but cool. Fa- Father Roderick did a daily breakfast about it. It was pretty cool. So, check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Okay, I have something, and this is... I just don't like this. So, everybody's freaked about, about this H1N1 or also the bird... What is it? The, uh, not bird flu... The Mexican flu, whatever it is. I don't even know. I'm just H1N1. That's the politically correct term. Okay, so in Naples, Italy, all right, people are so scared of the H1N1 virus of spreading that the patron saint of the city of Naples, Saint Gennaro, is it Gennaro or Gennaro? Again, someone's chastising us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Paul. Probably Paul. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, Saint, I'm going to say Gennaro. Okay. Um, and they have an annual festival, which begins later this month. And what it is, is people come up and they kiss a vial containing the saint's blood. And actually there was a, um, let's see, what was it? Back in 17th, oh, 17th centuries after his, after his death, it would liquefy twice a year. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a cool cool thing. Well, anyway, so they're so scared about it that they're not letting people kiss the vial anymore, but you can put your forehead up to it. How does that... How is that any different? I don't know. I just... I, I You're not kissing it. That's how it's different. Anyway, a bunch of politicians are really mad about it in Italy. I, I, I think I would have to agree, you know? Yeah. Um... I mean, kind of preventing people. They're just they're fueling the psychosis over over the flu. I think. Yeah. So, anyway, 
Finally, there is the biggest Monopoly game ever being played online. It is a MMOG, Massively Multiplayer Online Game. And it is being currently hosted by Hasbro and Google. Mm. And uh, there's, there's a, we'll have a link to the story. But what it is, is they're, they're trying to promote uh, this new Monopoly 3D game. But one of the things they're doing is they've done like a mashup between like Google Earth and Monopoly. So you can go online and like buy real buildings in Google <laughs> Earth. Like how cool is I'm gonna that? I'm going to buy your house. Every day you log on, you get another million dollars. And like they're actually Like real money? Yeah. Well, yes, of course, cuz it's Google. Like Google has like a quadrillion I want billion a million dollars. dollars. So like Google just gives you a million dollars every time you log on. Just because that's what they can do. But you log in and and they the, the buildings are priced at the exact same price as they would be as if if you were like a like a real person buying it. So you so you have to use your million dollars and try to build like a bigger city than other people and you know wow and eventually like Google takes the best players of the game this is my own interjection this is what they should do Google takes the best players of the game and goes like all Donald Trump and like buys up all of this land <laughs> and then their stock jumps up to like a thousand five hundred points and they they make bank yeah and let me just give you guys a tip if you ever play Monopoly don't play with our brother Brian because he's like the most amazing Monopoly he's ruthless. So if you're playing Google Not Monopoly, is he, is he ruthless? But you'll end up actually owing him physical money by the end of the game. Yeah. So if you're playing this Google Monopoly, watch out for Brian. Yeah, it's crazy. I fall and I can't get up. She falls in a well. Eyes go cross. She gets kicked by a mule. They go back to normal. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. You better say your prayers, you flea-bitten varmint! And so, we have the second part of our interview with Father Tom about confession. If you haven't listened to this interview yet, I urge you to go back to show 15, which is the previous show, and listen to the interview before you listen to this part of the podcast. You know what's interesting is everybody has their idea of confession, um, their fear of it maybe, or their different views on going um, or what to do prepare to, to prepare to go to conf- uh, the, the sacrament of reconciliation but it's really interesting to hear that perspective from a priest because you, you don't normally get to hear a whole lot about that I'm sure mm-hmm. priests talk to each other about it but um, not not always to to lay people about it so um, this is our second part with Father Tom and I really encourage you guys to listen in um, very deeply and take to heart his words because they are they're very good. Well, uh, a lot of people commented for us about the frequency of confession. Uh, Danielle from Benedictine actually said, I found that the best way to get over a fear of confession is by going more. I decided I was going to get over my fear of confession, so I started to go every week. It helped a lot. So what... What, what is like the recommended frequency of confession or um, somebody else had mentioned, um, you know, everything in moderation is going to confession every day too much or what, what's the, the fine line there? You know, it's very difficult to give any general rule. The, the, the law of the church is if we are aware of a mortal sin, then we must go to reconciliation, reconciliation at least within a year. Now, obviously, that's minimalism. That, that's the minimum, but it's just saying if you're aware of a mortal sin, you need to go to confession within a year. Uh, 
And that's where the thing about confession once a year came about was because of that particular minimalist rule. If I'm aware of mortal sin in my life, I should go as soon as possible. So it's not a question of, oh, I went last month, I'll wait another month. So I should go as soon as possible when I'm truly aware of a mortal sin within my life. And I'm sorry, mortal sin being... Mortal sin is when I really, through my action, have seriously turned my back upon God and really made choices that really have excluded God from my life, that I've made that fundamental choice against God. Um, mortal sin is serious. It's death-dealing sin. Uh, it doesn't mean just necessarily a sin of weakness or, or something, but it's something where I've deliberately kind of done a, a 180 on God. And that's, that's when we're in, in that state of mortal sin through serious, serious matter, uh, that we've done something very seriously wrong. Um, so frequency should be very frequent then. As a normal thing, though, when there may be other sins that may be what we what I call serious sins, things that are seriously wrong, where I haven't really broken a relationship with God, but nevertheless I've seriously harmed this relationship with God, again, I should go as, as soon as possible. But I, I use the, the norm of one, two months every one or two months to go receive the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, again, the exception to that is when I'm aware of mortal sin within my life, I should go immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is it possible to go too much? Yeah, it is. It's it's possible to become. Well, the young lady that you mentioned, uh, obviously, you know, she was trying to overcome a fear of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And it maybe more frequently does help in overcoming a fear. But the other thing is when a person becomes a little bit scrupulous, a little bit compulsive with regard to this, that, you know, I have to go to reconciliation because... M- you know, I, I'm scrupulous. I everything almost that I'm doing, and for people who suffer from scrupulosity, it is a very, very um, oppressive affliction that they have. But part of it is is almost everything is a sin, and it's almost a compulsion to go to confession very, very frequently. That's not healthy. That's not healthy, and so. A priest and a spiritual director maybe needs to work with them sometimes and even tell them not to come to confession so regularly because it, they're becoming too scrupulous rather than... In a scrupulous person, the emphasis is usually upon me and me making sure I did everything right mm. in order to make everything right rather than that trusting in the merciful love of God and the forgiveness of God. And that's one of the ways in which you detect scrupulosity is where's the focus? Is it about me? And am I doing everything right in order that God will, that I'll earn God's forgiveness? Or am I just trusting in faith in God's forgiveness? 
So going too much like that is also kind of looking at the negative part of the, the person as opposed to looking at the forgiveness side then as well. Yeah, it can very possibly be that. It can, it can be that. So when you're standing in the line or, to, or you're getting ready to go to confession, um, what's the best way to come up with a good, you know, like your, your little list of things you're going to bring into the to Father? Yeah. What I encourage people to do is, is, first of all, just pray to the Holy Spirit. And just have that honest prayer to the Holy Spirit, asking for the Spirit's guidance and direction. Then I personally kind of take a quick look through the Ten Commandments. And then look at the commandments, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Uh, the commandment that Jesus uh, put together. And by There are three loves in that. It's not just love of God and love of neighbor. Because you also have to love yourself. And the fact is, our problem is, too often, the reason we don't love our neighbor much is because we don't love ourselves very much. And we probably do love our neighbors about as much as we love ourselves. And sometimes that can be pretty negative. And so a good, healthy self-love, not a selfish love, but a self-love, meaning a self-acceptance, appreciating, loving ourselves as, as God loves us, is, is healthy self-love, is important as well. So anyway, I take a look at those commandments and then reflect from there. There's some good little guides out, you know, uh, some parishes, put out a little examination of conscience and, and everything, and that can be helpful because sometimes it can remind us that something may be sinful that we just really haven't thought about or because everybody else is doing it. Uh, we kind of have rationalized it in our own mind as being okay, whereas in truth it is sinful. And so um, some sort of an examination guide can be helpful as well. Yeah, and I think what we'll probably do is we'll probably find one online and post it on our yeah. show notes for the yeah, that'd be great for the site. That way, someone can look at that. What for someone who hasn't been in a while? What what do you normally recommend them? Because I know a lot of people, uh, like you said, is the once a year. But some people haven't gone in years. Sure, you know, right? What how how would you recommend someone get over that fear? Or yeah. what, what do you normally <clears throat> tell people? What I, I normally say to people is, hey, when they come to me and they haven't been for a long time and they say, you know, Father, I haven't been for 20 years, can you? Usually, I, you know, I'll say, hey, I'm glad you came today. So it's not a question of saying, well, my gosh, why haven't you been here for the last 20 years? Sure, I'm going to miss you. This is going to be a long confession. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long time here, and I'm going to make it tough on you, buddy. No. The, the approach that I use, and I think the vast majority of priests would be the same way, is that we are happy that the person has finally come. It really gives us a sense of saying, all right, this is a significant spiritual moment for this person. And therefore, to be part of that is really part of that, if you will, the privilege of being a priest, the privilege of being a, a minister of God's forgiveness. And so, you know, a lot of times people will come in and they say, um, you know, it's been 20 years or 10 years or whatever uh, since my last confession. Will you help me? And again, the priest is willing to help you. And probably they're just going to ask, you know, what sins are you particularly aware of? And what, what comes to your mind? Or the priest might walk them through the commandments. But I would suggest for the person before they had come in to, 
to the sacrament uh, to meet with the priest is that they really give some thought to what sins have been part of their life, including the sin of neglecting God's grace of forgiveness in the sacrament there. But so to get some idea of that beforehand, rather than come in as kind of a, if you will, a blank slate and saying, you know, just help me, tell me what sins I committed in the last 20 years, Father. <laughs> you know, that's pretty hard for the priest to do that. But again, normally what a priest will do is try to say, what are the major things that you're aware of? And secondly, are you truly sorry for all of your sins? And do you, are you asking the Lord's forgiveness for all your sins? And that's, that's the important thing. What's the best way to encourage somebody that is Catholic, but I don't know, you're trying to support them to go, but maybe they don't want to, or you want to give them some sort of encouragement to make that effort? You know, I think, as with most things, telling the person what they should or need to do usually doesn't work. Um, Sharing with them why it's valuable in your life how going to the sacrament has helped you to feel better about yourself and to be able to live your life in a better, more spiritual way. That's, I think, is the best thing that can be done, is some witnessing around reconciliation, to be able to let another person know Hey, you know, there's some things that I've struggled with in my life, and I felt so much better after I was able to go to reconciliation and to know that I was forgiven and then to be able to move forward from there. Um, So that personal witness is probably the most important thing. And, you know, sometimes people do need a little bit of explanation in terms of saying, hey, you know, this is a way in which we really know Christ forgives us uh, because it's the way that Christ promised to forgive us was through this sacrament and, and therefore there's that assurance I remember I worked with uh, convicted felons for a while in a, oh, wow. in a training program on um, being a, uh, a chaplain and I remember one guy in particular came up to me and he said you know he said, Father, don't you Catholics have something where you know that you are forgiven? And, and, uh, yeah, and I talked to him about uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And he said, that's what I need most of all in my life, is to know. He says, I've told God many times that I'm sorry, but in, I never know, am I really forgiven? In the same experience, which was at Menninger's in um, Topeka, uh, which was a a hospital and a school that taught psychology and psychiatry, uh, one of the uh, psychologists, and my best take on him was he was probably agnostic, but I never forget one time he told me, he says, whatever you do, Father, don't change confession. (laughs) Don't change, and then of course we promptly went around change confession but anyway and he said the reason is he said I spend hours with people trying to get them to forgive themselves in confession admitting that they're wrong because as human beings we need to admit that we are wrong but he said then you 
share with them a realization that yes they are forgiven and he said I spend hours and hours with people trying to get them to not only to, to know the wrong but to be able to know they're forgiven and that they can go on with their life and he said you as Catholics have that perfect tool for that mm. you know sometimes in, wow. in our society that we, we think guilt is bad <clears throat> but guilt is not bad you know they always have the jokes about Catholic guilt and, and all this kind of stuff and yeah maybe sometimes it's we've been a little excessive but guilt is not bad if I have messed up somebody else or or if I've done something really unjust to someone, if I have really misused myself or another person, if I have really not lived up to whom I should be, doggone it, I should feel guilty. Yeah. I should feel guilty. Guilt is healthy. In fact, a sociopath is a person who feels no guilt, and it's a mental illness, and it's growing within our society. So the fact that we feel guilty is not bad when we've done something wrong. What is bad is unresolved guilt. That's what becomes unhealthy. And the only way that I know of to resolve guilt is through forgiveness. And if we can know that God forgives us, that we can forgive ourselves, then we can be freed from that guilt and move forward in a more positive way. Wow. And to me, that's what's important. I've got I'm very good questions. Well, I don't know who learned more, me or the people listening <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. I have one, one last question I guess I would ask. Mm-hmm. Is, can you talk about that feeling of the, the healing? Um, one, one girl, Christy, wrote into us and she said, once you go, it makes you want to hug the world. It's such an awesome feeling. <laughs> can you just talk about that feeling either personally or... Mm, yeah, you know, uh, me personally, I, I guess, you know, when you know the kind of the weight of the world has been lifted off of your back, that's great. I remember one little kid who was going to the first reconciliation, and afterwards he says, you know, he said, what I noticed is when everybody was waiting, they were so serious, and when they came out, they had a big smile on their face. <laughs> and, you know, if we could all come out of reconciliation with a big smile on our face. Um, and, and I know there's times I've come out of reconciliation with a big smile on my face, uh, but that it is just that uh, the feeling of being relieved of a burden, that we are lighter, and that we know that life goes on. And yeah, we may even commit the same sin again, but we're moving forward. We're not just uh, in the quicksand that we're moving forward, we're getting out of this. And, and that that gives us hope. And the main things we need in, in our life, in our full life, but also in our personal spiritual life is hope. And reconciliation to me is not only a sacrament of forgiveness, it's also a sacrament of hope. It's saying, God still loves me, and God is still there for me. We, we'll f- and I can always count with hope on the mercy of God. And that's an awesome type of feeling. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure. Glad to be able to and appreciate the work you guys are doing and uh, sharing information like this uh, with your audience. That's great that you're 
committed to doing this. And uh, so I wish you all God's blessings. Thanks, Father. Thank you very okay. much. I triple dog dare you. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? You know, I have to say, I think we have just a rockin' pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we I, I don't, do. I don't, know, I don't know how else you can say it, but he's You know, it was fantastic. really an honor to have him on our podcast. Totally. And uh, we're really hoping we can get him on for uh, some more more things. I mean, I it, I think that's just such an uplifting um Interview you, on you know what? When I come out of confession, it's just like I laugh, like Doctor Bilbo, because Doctor Bilbo laughs. That was the actual thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, thank you again, Father Tom. I think he's actually Monsignor um, Tom yeah. Tank, um, but he likes to be called Father Tom. He and does. We're so happy to have him as our pastor. So this is our Catholic challenge for the week. Um, Go to confession. Yes. You know, maybe I would encourage you to do exactly what Father Tom said. Or, I'm sorry, go to reconciliation. Yes. Would be the best way to put the, it. That's the better term. Um, I would say pray to the Holy Spirit. Re- maybe re-listen to both the interviews. And then uh, spend some time in deep thought. We posted some links on episode 15 of some of those guides um, for going to confession. Um so check those out. That was uh, the Catholic challenge from last yeah. week. And then if it was your first time back in quite a while, give us a call. 206-337-7945. Yes. Let us and let know us how, know what, let us know how it went. An awesome feeling of forgiveness. Okay. This is a segment I did. We started this uh, a couple shows back, and this is uh, we got a chance to do it again. But um, what it is is it's a thing called Maybe It's Just Me. And uh, so the idea is, is I'll say a phrase, and we'll get your control um, uh, control answer, and then we'll add the word maybe there and see if that changes your answer. I see. So you, uh, are you asking me? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, for example, um, we would like you to go pet this rhinoceros. The rhinoceros is asleep. Will you go do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Would I like a tranquilizer? I hope so. Just the rhinoceros is asleep. Okay, it doesn't matter whether it's tranquilizing. It's asleep. As long as I'm not approaching from the back, I'll do it. Okay. Maybe the rhinoceros is asleep. No, nope, you go. Not even. No, nope. okay, I will watch it. I'll take pictures. My but goal. I won't go up okay, my like goal is to try minutes. and get you to change your answer by adding the word maybe, and it's kind of funny too. I mean, yeah. if anybody ever came up to you and said like maybe the rhinoceros is asleep, it'd be funny. Okay. How about um, you're uh, let's see, you're being watched right now. That, that is, is kind of creepy. creepy. Is it more creepy if I say maybe you're being watched? That's that's twice as creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we are being watched on Ustream. Ah. Okay, so you're gonna go out for a drive, but there's ice on the road. Would you would you drive? Yeah, I would. Actually, that's that's kind of fun. Although I get really get in the car accident one time, so uh, yeah, it's not fun. Maybe um, there's ice on the road. Yeah, I definitely go out and drive. Okay, so that that one I don't. That one's not okay. How about um. I'm going to hit you with hit your computer with this sledgehammer. Please don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I'm gonna hit your computer, but maybe this is a sledgehammer. You don't know. It could be a fake one. How about you just don't? I know. I don't want you to hit my computer at all. Why not? It, maybe it's a sledgehammer. Maybe it's maybe it's made out of foam. Yeah. No matter what, don't touch my computer. Actually, I'm just gonna scoot over here. <laughs> 
Okay, how about I know Superman? That's awesome. Can I meet him? Maybe I know Superman? Okay, is it just a guy in a suit? <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. Uh, well, um, yeah, so that's... What is that? Maybe, Maybe it's, just, it's just, me. just me. I don't know. I haven't figured out exactly that's how we're cool. going to do that one. But if you guys have some ideas, things that would be things that would sound funny if you put the word maybe with it, send them in. 206-337-7945. Yes. And, and maybe you'll leave a voicemail. Maybe. And actually, uh, we wanted to encourage you all to go out to sqpn.com because I've been talking to a lot of our listeners and they don't know what sqpn is. SQPN. They don't know what SQPN is. No. <laughs> um, well, and, and this is podcasting is a very new thing. It's still kind of one of those dorky slash kind of new age. I'm kind of a dork. If I listen, I'm kind of new not. age, new, I don't know. Media, new media. Yes. Um, new age media. But if you're enjoying listening to our podcast, we'd really like to encourage you to go to sqpn.com, which stands for StarQuest Production Network. Or, or it also stands for Superbly Quick-Witted Pat and Nick. Yes. <laughs> which, if you've heard, are... We are the P and the N in SQPN. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's tons of other podcasts. Uh, they have podcasts. If you like the Harry Potter series, it, it relates to... I'm actually listening to uh, Secrets of Angels and Demons There you right go. If, it was if awesome. You, if la- you like or dislike those, they talk about it. They go through the plot. They'll yeah. um, tell you how that actually relates to the Catholic Church. Um, anyway, so we just want to encourage you to go out there. Uh, there's a priest named Father Roderick. He's the CEO, and he will go talk about video games and movies. And it's just, pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And there's a new podcast, of course, Catholic Foodie, which we've talked about a lot. Correct. But another one called Among Women that's uh, was just invited along with us, put out by Pat Gone, and she sent us a promo to play. Hi, Pat Gone here. And I'm pleased to be hosting a new podcast called Among Women. To find it, go to amongwomenpodcast.com. Among Women celebrates the beauty and grace that women experience in their Catholic faith and life. Each week, we'll reflect on the wisdom of Catholic women through the ages, and then we'll visit with contemporary women like you and me as we dare to respond to Christ and the call to holiness in daily life. These are the stories of women by women. It's faith sharing, teaching, and conversation to encourage your spiritual life. Amongwomenpodcast.com. Amongwomenpodcast.com. Look for us on iTunes. The more contact I have with humans, the more I learn. What? Hello, fire department. I just called to let you know that I am a bomb, and I'm about to blow up! Whoops. Cancel that. It's too late. If there's ever anything that you need, don't call me. Hello? The check is in the mail! Hi, Nick and Pat. This is Shannon Leary, currently in Atchison at Benedictine College. Um, I listened to your last episode last week, and while I was listening to it, I heard your new bumper. And when I heard Johnny Bravo come on, I turned to my friend and I was like, hey, that's from Johnny Bravo. And then I heard that you have a contest asking for someone to identify that. So that's me identifying that as Johnny Bravo. Um, I love your podcast. 
Okay, thank you, Shannon. And we it sounds like we cut it off, and we did, because she gives us one of the uh, um, embarrassing school stories, which is coming up on a future episode. Yes, and uh, I'm so glad that she knew that was Johnny Bravo. I love Johnny Bravo. It's a hilarious cartoon. Um, but yeah, so we're doing a, a, a school memories, or maybe it's uh, you can call in about one of your friends. Maybe he had an embarrassing moment, or yes. she had an embarrassing moment. One so. other last piece of feedback, and this is... Um, um, it, Somebody called us in from Skype from China. So yes. it's a little hard to, to listen to, but we're going to go ahead and play because it's one of Pat's friends. Yeah, this is my friend Maria, and she's studying abroad in China. Hi, it's Maria. Um, I'm a friend of Pat's from the University of Tulsa, but right now I'm calling from um, Xiamen University in the city of Xiamen, Fujian province in China. Um, and I believe that I'm the first listener from China. Um, I just want to call in and say that I'm listening. I just finished listening to the most recent podcast, so congratulations on on joining SDPN. Uh, I have to go back and listen to some earlier. Doing some uh, Chinese homework. Uh, it's a good time. And um, I did have one comment to make on a previous show that I was to when you guys talked about music that you were embarrassed to have. Because I'm pretty sure that the soundtrack of China is a Backstreet Boys CD. So we used to have to go to the internet bar to get online. Um, I'm here, like, three Backstreet Boys CDs played back-to-back. So I definitely laughed. I heard you ask why you were embarrassed of that because it's everywhere here. Um, and I guess uh, I also have a, what's my line, or I think that's the name of the segment, um, I can give you a Chinese phrase if you're interested. Um, one of my favorite phrases is mei shu, and it means, um, literally, it means, like, no business or um, no matter. Um, but it's kind of a catch-all phrase. Sorry about it. Okay. Make uh, sure to me. Um, so it's, it's a good one if you're going to. Um, so if you can just put that in there. I will, uh, I will try um, So, that's going to contact me or whatever. I think Pat knows how. So, um, but again, good job. Uh, God bless. Okay, thank you so much yes. for calling in. And that obviously it's it's hard for her to call in because she does not have the best internet access, as uh, yeah. you can tell. Well, and it's all the way from China. Yes. So, um, yeah. That, uh, that's my friend Maria, and I'm really happy she's listening to our podcast. She's our, as I mentioned, I think last week, uh, she is our first uh, Chinese listener. That's awesome. Meichu! <laughs> uh, we'll work that in we'll a future that show. We Meichu! Should, yeah, Meichu. We should, we, I wish we would have known that for episode 13. Okay, so uh, looking ahead, we have some really cool stuff. Um, I would like to play you some of, the, some of what you're going to hear next week. This is actually um, a program called Pit God, and um, this is by a, lo- a local friend of mine. His name is Mike Needleman, and he puts this uh, program together where he teaches kids how to play guitar and, and play church music. So this was him and uh, his friend, uh, um, oh gosh, I forgot his name now. Um, I'll remember it next week, but uh, it's him and his friend who, who is a, he's a really, really good banjo player um, doing a little bit of warm-up music. Um, playing will the circle be unbroken yes. so you don't get confused with Catholic in a small town 
Um, <laughs> because this, yeah, this this is not this is not Catholic in a small yes, town. Yes, we are. This is this is this is a some hip Christian music. Absolutely. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that next week, we are going to be talking about that. We're going to have a really awesome interview um, with Mike. So that brings us up to the end of the show. Yes, it does. Um, and, and thank you so much for sticking with us. This is a longer show than normal, but we had to because it was such a great interview. Well, and play. we think it was worth it. And again, we really uh, hope that uh, we really hope that Father Tom's interview inspires you to go check out the Sacrament of Confession, um, or even if you're not Catholic, uh, to look it up and learn about what that sacrament is in the Sacrament of Forgiveness for Catholics. So, if you have not already gone to it, go to InBetweenSundays.com and check out our website and join our Facebook page, become a fan of the podcast, and leave us some comments. Yeah, there's a really cool discussion board uh, going on. Uh, we've posted some questions, some listeners have posted questions. If you have questions for uh, our other listeners, go ahead and post it because uh, it's really kind of cool to see the the. the conversation going on on facebook absolutely and if you'd like to call us or get in touch with us you can call us at 206-337-7945 or email us at feedback at inbetweensundays.com and lastly remember to go to sqpn.com where you can find tons of other catholic podcasts um, pretty much about any subject they have ones for catholic moms um uh, you can check out Pat Gohn's podcast, yep. Among Women. There's a number of Catholic prayer podcasts. There are. And uh, a whole bunch more stuff. So go to sqpn.com and check us out. Finally, music for this podcast has been provided by music.podshow.com and magnitude.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate it. God bless. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.